Hello, everyone. Welcome to North Point Plus. This is episode 121. Um, with me, I have Andy. He spoke. Hey. I, yeah, I was going to say, I'm Sylvia. I didn't even introduce myself. I was so excited to introduce <laughs> you first, but maybe people know me by now. Um, so, Andy, you spoke New Year's Eve. Did you do anything else? Well, yeah. Did you do anything else for New Year's? Uh, nothing too crazy. Hung out with some friends for um new year's eve and then nice. decided to leave a little bit early and then becca and i my wife uh decided to go home and play games and celebrate nice. the new year's together nice <laughs> yeah we uh went out with our friends and i didn't think we were gonna make it till midnight but we did and i was very proud of that so yeah fine every year i'm more surprised that i make it to new year's i honestly am well because by the time you drive somewhere like you go pretty late and i'm like yeah. normally this is my bedtime so it's just, it's funny. We're getting so old. And we're like the youngest one. <laughs> I was going to say, we're like the youngest on staff here. Yeah. Besides Jenna. Right. But uh, everyone else is going to look at this and laugh now. Roll so. their eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, why don't you give like a, just a quick recap of everything from Sunday? Yeah. So the whole idea of this past Sunday's message was to talk about putting to death the sin in our life and how in the new year, it's a great time to reevaluate um, maybe what's going on in your life and make some changes. And that's what New Year's resolutions are for. Um, so yeah, it, the whole idea is like, hey, what sins are holding me back from fully committing my life to Jesus? And how in this new year can I put those things to death? Yeah, I, I um, listened. I was working in Kids World and then listened online. I thought it was a um, really good way to start the new year because Right, New Year's resolutions are a thing. I was yeah. gonna. Uh, do you do that or no? I personally do do not do New Year's resolutions. Okay. I always do look back over uh, the past year, though, mm -hmm. and I do make ideas of like, hey, this is where I could change. This is what I could do better yeah. in. Um, but I feel like if I set New Year's resolutions and I don't meet those, then I just feel more discouraged. Yeah. So it's kind of making like notes of like, hey, I'd really like to do better at this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even say this, but you are our student minister here. I think you did say it. Did I? Yeah. I said this is, well, anyway, know. I'll say it again. <laughs> but our first question is, uh, what is one piece of advice that you'd give to one of your students who's graduating this year? Yeah, so one thing I would say is to make sure to prioritize your time well and uh, keep a schedule. And I get like that's not natural for a lot of people of like, I'm going to write down everything I have to do. Um, but what I did when I was in college is I took all my syllabi and threw it into one calendar. So mm -hmm. like I got all my assignments, all my due dates, all my big projects there in one place. That way I'm not trying to keep track of four or five or six syllabuses and then... I, it's just good to see everything together and then at the same time try and work ahead a little bit um that way when you get to those busy seasons mm -hmm. you're not like overloaded and busy um but also balance that time with having fun like you're there to uh make friends to grow and a part of that is enjoy the things that are going on in campus so whether it be mm -hmm. intramural activities or clubs or mm -hmm. whatever else it is i mean just make sure to balance your time well and uh, this is one I love to tell to students, but I tell parents to not listen to this, <laughs> is uh, to value the cost of the grade that you're going to get. So if you have like a high A, like if you're like yeah. at 96% and you're like feeling stressed about getting assignments done, feel free to take an zero on an assignment. Ooh. If it's going to drop you like a fraction of a percent yeah. or a whole percent, like 
This is what's, a hot take. What's really the difference between a 95 and a 96? Yeah. So, like, if it's not going to impact your grade, it's not going to be detrimental to your GPA. Mm-hmm. Um because they do, they throw in those little assignments yeah. that are like couple points. I know what you're saying, I remember, or like a warm up. Sorry know? to any of my professors that <laughs> might ever see this, but there were so many reading assignments, and they were like mm-hmm. ten points out of like a thousand. Mm-hmm. So like that's a fraction of a percent in order to skip one of them. Yeah. But by doing that, I'm also taking two hours that could be designated to this reading assignment and writing a short little paper on it to do something bigger. And mm-hmm. so like there is this like value of what is this grade going to cost and me? Prioritizing. What I be doing with yes. it? Yes. So. I, I like that you said like make a calendar. Like I'm a planner person. Yeah. I've got calendars everywhere. Even in college I had a, a planner and I love that. Like I think that that's just good though because it keeps you organized. And I, don't, I, I was going to say I went to advice. a private Christian school. You went to a state school. Is there anything that you would give advice to students for? I mean mm. you graduated. You got you to yeah. have something there that you could recommend. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because, like, I went to LCC first. Loved LCC. Such a good school. Like, it's a small little step coming right out of high school. I think it's great for kids. I mean, I was so scared to go to college. I was the first one to go in my family. And then I went, and I was like, oh, this is, like, I like this more than I like high school. Like, this was great. And then MSU is just a bigger version of that. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, One thing my – so I played volleyball at LCC. One thing my coach always told us to do was go introduce yourself to your professor and even at MSU, I did that, which is scary because you walk in front of like this huge auditorium. But I'd be like, hi, my name is Sylvia. And like I'd, I'd always ask questions like if it was after class or in the beginning, just say like, you know, nice to meet you. Just wanted yeah. to say hi, because then when you email them later, they know who you are. Gives so, a face to the name. It yeah. does. Yeah. It makes you a real person. But so, yeah, good question. <laughs> uh, so back to your sermon from Sunday, we had somebody. Uh, ask a question did telling us about killing animals impact this sermon which you talked about i think chipmunks in your yard yeah so first off i'd like to apologize for using that illustration um i recognize that it was a poor illustration to use um but the goal that i was trying to achieve in it was that uh we really need to take a seriousness to when we're trying to cut a sin out of our life they're we're not going to make a change if we're not willing to take that step. So, um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about that is that was it was just a poor illustration. And if that was your question, I would encourage you to reach out to um, I'd love to apologize to you personally. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's good. Um, and too, because a lot of us, like for me, I come from a big hunting family, so I didn't even think twice about something like that. Like yeah. it just didn't even phase me. So, yeah. Um, so you mentioned center set. You also mentioned the crucifixion of the flesh being burying the law and works. Can you talk about the whole center set idea for church? I liked thinking about this concept and through the ideas. Yeah. So this is something that we've talked about as North Point staff before is there's kind of these two categories. There's this bound set and there's this center set. And this bounded set, the idea is that there's a boundary around a theology of some sort, a doctrinal fence, um, some sort of separation that keeps uh, people in and keeps people out. So it's kind of an us versus them mentality. Mm. Um, And you see this a lot in denominational churches. So Uh, It might be um, a big one. There's a lot between like Protestant churches and Catholic churches. Mm. So like 
if I were to go to a Catholic church, I wouldn't be able to participate in communion. That's just a part of it. That would be mm. a bounded set. You got to be a part of the Catholic church in order to um, take communion. There. Yeah. So that's an example of a bounded set. The center set idea it tries to eliminate the us versus them mentality. It's a us mentality, or us is a communal term, yep. uh, not us versus them. And so it's this idea that everyone who is coming in is welcomed in with open arms. It's a very gracious idea. And uh, part of this comes uh, with our one of our core beliefs is the unity of believers. We realize that people come from different uh, walks of faith that everyone has a different background and we don't want those backgrounds to hold us back from mm -hmm. being in Christ-like community with one another. So um, that's really our goal here is to have this center set. And in that, we're all growing together towards a common goal, towards being more like Christ. So it puts everyone kind of on this equal footing as we all have this common goal to move forward, to move mm -hmm. closer to Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say, if you ever, if, you know, anybody's ever been to Second Sunday, I think that's where we mentioned, like, we all come from different backgrounds. Like, everybody on staff has been to a different kind of church. And um, I, like, I think that I really value that about North Point is because yeah. that's what I tell other people where they're like, oh, I grew up going to a Catholic church. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> like we're don't do the same things, but if you are interested in coming here, like that's totally okay. Yeah. I was talking to someone on new year's Eve, actually, mm. at, uh, when I was hanging out with some friends, they oh. had some other friends. I'd never met them before, mm. but there was a guy that I was talking to and he was talking about how, uh, he didn't really like his church upbringing. And he says like, I'm into Jesus. I'm into mm. all the religious stuff, but I was just hurt by the church. Oh, and okay. the, those bounded set ideas. Yeah. That, uh, kind of made him feel like he was left out of the bigger church. And mm -hmm. So I, uh, he lives, I mean, an hour and a half away. So like I was going to be like, hey, you should come check out North Point. Yeah, but I also yeah. recognize <laughs> that like an hour and like, a half is a long time to drive. Oh, yeah. Um, There's lots of but, churches that but do But I that. encouraged him by saying, hey, find a church that's like yeah. has this unity of believers mindset because they're yeah. not all going to be in this bound set, um, bounded set. So uh, it was almost encouraging for him to be like, oh, not all churches are like that. I got to yeah. get back into this. I got to get looking. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, I got to say, you got some good <clears throat> questions. Yeah. Let's go around. So our next one is, can you talk more about the law or Torah or and how we should view it today? I heard you say that Paul advises us to put to death the law, but I've read that Jesus came to not abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Yeah. So uh, Jesus did come to fulfill the law. Uh, that... Uh, was kind of a wrong wording on my part. Um, instead, it was more that Paul was pointing out that salvation is coming from Jesus rather than from the acts of the law, the way that mm -hmm. the Jewish people would have understood uh, the Torah and how salvation comes apart. For us today, uh, the Torah isn't completely dismissed. Like it's in the Bible for a reason. Like it's still a collection of the Scripture. And a part of that is so we can see the history and the significance of uh, Judaism, what really shaped uh, Christianity for mm -hmm. us. So uh, when you read through the Torah, it kind of, you see all these laws, and it makes me question, like, what are the laws that we still need to follow? Because uh, the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. are in the Torah, mm -hmm. and we still talk about the Ten Commandments and following those things. And the best way that I could... 
uh, kind of come up with an answer for this is there's different sections of the law. So there's sacrificial laws, and that was like offering sacrifices to God. Mm-hmm. We don't need to offer sacrifices to God because Jesus was that ultimate sacrifice for us. Mm-hmm. So those laws kind of get weeded out. Like we don't have to follow those laws anymore. There's also governmental laws, and keeping in mind that a lot of the culture was Jewish culture. Um, There were laws uh, regarding agriculture or diet or dress or cleanliness. Mm -hmm. Those laws were very cultural and with, like, scientific discovery and stuff. Um, We have found that there's other ways to do things. Yep. Um, Because a big thing is, I mean, like, with agriculture, they took six years to grow, one year off. And so the idea was to give the land rest, to mm-hmm. re- renew. Um, but even now, we have crop rotations. So we know that certain plants pull from certain uh, nutrients mm-hmm. from the ground. So plant other crops that take that place. And then the other one is like moral laws. And that's where like the things like the Ten Commandments would come in. Um, and so it's just understanding the context of which these laws were written in and that's goes with all of scripture is understanding the context of who and when and why it was written and how that applies into our world today so yeah no i think that's a really good way of thinking about it because i guess um just reading the question i was thinking of like you know like the pharisees their whole thing was like the law the law the law where jesus is like you are missing a part of it like you are we're not saying that it's like not important but like there's a part that you are missing so like I guess that's just what it made me think of is like, yes, the law is still important, but there's other things that we're missing when you just focus on one thing because we're just looking at small picture. We got to look at big picture. Yep. Um, so if Christ is God, how is he seated at the right hand of God? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this dives into a whole area of theology that we know as the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea that there's God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit, um, how they're all three the same, but also in one. And it's really a complex idea that uh, as humans, we have a really hard time mm-hmm. grasping. I think it's incomprehensible for us to uh, really grapple this whole idea of it. And there's a lots of illustrations mm-hmm. out there if you Google them. Um, but they all fall short somewhere, and that's why it's so hard for us to comprehend this. Right, because we're just trying to put it together the best we can. Yeah, so uh, here's some ideas that might help understand the Trinity, um, is that there's only one God. We know from the uh, Ten Commandments that there's no other God before me. Uh, Do not idle other gods. Um, So there's only one God, and that is God. Uh, The Trinity consists of three people who are in the same being, but also not even same being who are three separate beings. But that's where, that's, that's where it's weird Mm -hmm. is how you um, describe their roles. And they all do have distinguishing parts of what they do. Mm -hmm. So we see God, the father is the creator of the universe and kind of the overseer of everything. We see Jesus come in as God and do the acts of God here on earth and Mm -hmm. live out the salvation. Like it was because of Jesus, we find our salvation. And we see the acts of the spirit is how God kind of works, especially today in us, because when we accept Mm -hmm. Jesus into our life, we accept the spirit in our life. And that's kind of what helps us lead us and guide us into things. And a part of the message this past Sunday was um, when we have the spirit in us, we start seeing uh, godly characteristics flow out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you, what 
like did you ever learn in I guess church or like VBS like for them to help you understand the Trinity I I've got like two in my head that I can think of I've heard but, like the idea of an egg yes, you got like the shell exactly the yolk and the whites yeah. I've heard like the role of an uh like a person so like a, okay. you could have like a dad Who's also a son, but oh, okay. also an uncle. Yep. yep. So like, but then there's still three separate beings. So like yep. <laughs> all these analogies and like illustrations fall apart somewhere. Yeah. And that's what makes this so hard, hard for to, us. Well, to, to teach or understand or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking like the egg or like the apple, like, you know, like the skid, the actual apple, like the core. <laughs> and it's like, it's, they use the same things for learning the, like the, the earth, like yeah. the core, the yep. crust, like all that. So it's like, we are getting... But again, it's one thing where most humans have not seen the earth, yep. you know, cut in half. We're just trying to figure out the best way to teach it or try to explain it. But And I was going to say, like, I get it's a big topic and yeah. it's so hard to talk about and to explain. Um, I encourage people to try and figure out what works for them. Like put in a yeah. little bit of research. That's good. Uh, learn a little bit more about it. And that, that this goes for all of the topics Everything. that we talk about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hope you're not like taking my answers and being like, oh, this is the truth. Because like truly I am doing my best to understand scripture, to yeah. uh, understand what the truths of God are. And I realize that I might get it wrong sometimes mm-hmm. and I get that. Um, but that's what this is, is. This is a conversation. So if you're like, hey, I have a great idea of how we explain the Trinity, I'd love to hear it because yeah. uh, I find a hard time find it hard to try and describe this because it's such a complex idea. And like, yeah, I I like to hear new ideas and learn things too. I think that's one of the big things on the podcast that we talk about too, is like just sharing ideas and coming from all of us coming from different backgrounds. We have like um, just different things we've had ways explained. I don't know. I like to learn. I always encourage people like you have to have like a learning spirit when it comes to stuff like this. So very true. Uh, so last question here, uh, when the Bible says that people who do those things won't inherit the kingdom of heaven, what does that, or does that mean that none of us will, uh, don't we all do these things? So if you want to like recap what you were talking about. Yeah. So the do these things in this context is the things of the flesh. So if you, uh, go back and look at either those Colossians three verses or the Galatians five verses, you'll get the whole list of things of the flesh. And I tried to flush this out a little bit in the sermon. Um, but it's hard to get everything in there. Like we, we got limited time, uh, when we're up there talking, um, which is great. The, why we could have to have this podcast, Mm -hmm. we can continue on with that, uh, conversation. But, uh, there's always been this, um, this, uh, tension between, uh, the acts of the flesh and the acts of the spirit and whether we're saved by salvation only and acts and how those all play together. Um, I think the thing is, is that, yes, we are all human. We're all going to have moments where we fall into, uh, things of the flesh. I mean, that's, we are still flesh. We are still human. Uh, we're not going to be perfect. We're not God. We're not Jesus. We can't live a perfect life, but we can strive for that. Mm -hmm. We can do the best that we can. Um, But the big thing is that uh, we're not sitting there in our sin. We're not Mm. uh, saying, well, it is what it is, and this is how it's forever going to be. We're constantly trying to work on that. We're trying to evaluate 
on what's happening in our life and how we can improve. The whole idea is to move that step closer to God, mm-hmm. how we can constantly be moving closer to God. And you know what's funny is like, even when you think about um, like self-help books or something mm-hmm. that aren't even Christian, they talk about like, what are the things that are hindering you in life? How can we get rid of them? Taking them out of habits. Like this is just like how to be a better human. Like, and you know what I mean? Like, and so again, it just all comes from what we're trying to do, which is just get rid of the sin in our life and focus on um, being more like Jesus. I actually just said to like, some kids recently like, oh man, like I'm, you know, I'm trying to be like Jesus or like, what would Jesus do? You know, WWJD, like bringing that back. And they were like, well, you can't be Jesus. I'm like, nope. (laughs) Like you're right. I just mean, I am trying to act how he would act. Like, you know, like trying to think how he would think, see how he sees. So it's just funny when kids take things so literal, but yeah. The big thing though is realizing that we're saved by salvation. We're not saved by our acts. Right. But that's not the end. Like salvation isn't the Not, end of it all. Right. You're still taking steps to improve, to be more yeah. like Christ. It's not the works that are going to save us, but we should uh, be changed because of our salvation. So yeah. we shouldn't be sitting in the things of the flesh. Mm-hmm. We should be taking steps on how we can improve. Right. Cause then people are looking at us too, yep. like seeing how, how are you different? Like, so yeah, it's Man. a balance. It's finding that balance. Yeah. You, you got some good questions today. You answered them very well. Ah, so, thanks. yeah, no problem. Well, hey, happy new year, everyone. Yeah, happy new year. We just talked about what we did for new years, <laughs> but happy new year. Fresh start. You know, new year, new me or however people <laughs> say that, whatever. So, Andy, is there anything um, fun happening with student ministry coming up? Man. All right. I'm going to put this out there. I know it's not officially... Um, out there so i guess well you've got a trip and everything too right like you have a there's a lot going there's a lot there's a lot going on all right (laughs) which people can learn from the app and website but i didn't know if you wanted to like all right yeah we got a plug (laughs) we got our winter retreat signups are closing this friday um that's going we're going to be going up to camp barakel um january 26th through the 28th it should be an awesome time um if you're on the fence about it i'd encourage you just take the step get on board Mm -hmm. try it one year um It'll be a blast. I've never gone on a retreat that I did not enjoy. And I know many students are in that same uh, boat. Uh, yeah, that's really the big thing right now. Yeah, there's uh, something for everybody at camp. I loved going to, you know, winter camps, even as a teenager where you're like griping about it. Like, I don't want to go. Like, I was going to be lame. But then you go and it's a good time. Like, I always had a good time. I'll, I'll put out this teaser, too. There's something new coming tomorrow that we're going to officially launch. So just oh, keep an yeah. eye out for that. Um, but yeah. Yep. Big things in student ministry. So, (laughs) well, hopefully we'll get to see you guys on Sunday. Thanks for, um, tuning in and listening to me and Andy ramble for, (laughs) I don't know, 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, so like subscribe, share this podcast, do all those things and, uh, we'll see you Sunday.